You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power of Why podcast. I'm Jeanette Collazo, and I'm your host with the Power of Why. And today we're here with Christina again, and we're going to continue to have some discussions that are part of a two-part episode that was po posted in the previous episode in which we're talking about recruitment in the medtech environment and some of the characteristics of people that are, you know, to be filling positions in startups. And all of this led to have discussions about all of those like criteria or those success factors that they take into consideration when hiring people. And some of the things that I heard were, you know, cultural fit. We talked about certain attitudes and we also talked about data. And Christina, we ended up, and welcome again, we ended up when you were saying something that I really, you know, was really caught my attention. And it was that if you don't have data, you're basically whining. And I think that that's where we want to start because, you know, data is data. And I remember in a company that I worked that I used to say, you know, or my bosses used to say, in God we trust everybody else, facts and data. That's how it goes. <laughs> so now we have to marry these two sayings, which I think are, you know, pretty aligned with what each other. So tell me about that because it, it's, a, it's amazing. So welcome back. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, this is a really interesting subject and something that I guess I have aligned my, well, you know this, I have aligned my life with it, right? And everything I do or say, I don't say or, you, you have asked me questions before, right? You, you, you ask me a lot of, you know, questions about the economy and the market sometimes. And mm -hmm. sometimes I tell you, hey, Ginny, you know what? I don't know. I am not, I don't think I have the information or I have done research enough or I have data enough to talk about this subject. And I'm not afraid of saying that, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people... But when you do know, you have, mm -hmm. here is the data, blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's so what I want to share with all of you guys is that we live in, because of the type of work that we do, we live in a world where everything is questioned mm -hmm. and everything that you say has to be fact checked and we are not just talking about you know the you know the hype with the fact check but the the fact that people are actually asking for sources for things and, mm -hmm. and and that's that's how it goes and in an organizational envi environment and scientific environment this is how it's gonna be so it, it's it's one of those things in which you know we don't want to go through it and this is something that we had the discussion the other day let me let me grab it very f quickly here in which we were discussing you know we, we are afraid to become what it's called the dunning Kroger Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> we are petrified to be categorized in under this category because the Dunning-Kroger effect is an effect that occurs when a person's lack of knowledge and skills in a certain area causes them to overestimate their own competence. And we don't want to go over our competence to the point of mm -hmm. incompetence. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that could mm -hmm. happen. And that could yeah. happen. You can grow all the way to incompetence. You have to understand your limits. But it's very yeah. funny because when we, between friends, the, you know, you can imagine the course of this type of, of conversation. But we are here in the podcast, so we're going to be a little bit more politically correct. But come on, people. You have to ask why precisely because of this phenomenon. 
So the fact that sometimes you lack information, that it's going to allow you to make a good, you know, opinion or something that you are going to feel comfortable, comfortable to own, then you have to be fact based. And, and that's why, and of course, facts, facts are facts, you know, data requires a human brain to analyze the data. And mm -hmm. that sometimes is what we need to make sure it's not just about the data. It's about what, you know, in the interpretation. Um, yeah. And that's why, you know, when we have discussions and all of this, everything is based on data. And sometimes yeah. it's like, you're going to, I remember a client once said, Gina, do you have, you know, the reference for this? And I said, okay, on the other hand, I'm a PhD. I create knowledge. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am an author. So you know who said it? In parentheses, I said, Collazo Ginette, blah, 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 blah. There's your reference. Because at some point... I do have my own reference because I've done yeah. my own investigation. So if you want me to certify what I know, I'm going to have to put my name. On yeah. I created that knowledge. It's my methodology. Yeah. It comes to a point, but there are other things in which I have to be very careful that we don't overdo it. And that's why we yeah. keep, have to be you keep calibrating all the time. Yeah. And to the point of data and sources, just like we have different levels of sources for, let's say, Clinical evidence. Let's talk mm -hmm. about clinical evidence. You have your clinical trials, phase two trials. Num that's one of the number one sources of, 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 right, of research and, and validation, let's say. Then you have your post-marketing data and things like that for, for pharma, right? And so we have to be very careful where we, we're getting the information from. So... A lot so, of so when you mean so when you are saying about when you're talking about this year are you talking a specific skill that the people that you are working with need to have in order to fulfill that expectation because remember we were talking about the fact that we continue to make opinions and make scientific mm -hmm. opinions and the fact that the data is so important but are, is there kind of a type of a competency that you can tell that people can be in the interview process or something like that, that can detect some of these things? Well, I think you, you have to ask questions and based on what they're looking for and kind of to gauge the skills. As a recruiter, we're not experts, right? We're not experts in engineering. We're not experts in regulatory. We know the wording. We know what's needed. We have those discussions. And to be honest, like, I take all those conversations as learning opportunities. Hey, mm -hmm. I don't know what, what is that? Can you tell me a little bit oh, more? You're the course. expert. I want to learn what you do. And that gets people going. Like they like to teach of what they do. They do. And when they do that, you understand that they know what they're, they're talking about, right? So that's kind of how you gauge knowledge. But at the same time, you're kind of, you know, understanding culture, how this person is communicating to you and how the you know, professionalism you can you can gauge that through through a conversation i think uh, what the problem is sometimes people they don't do very well in in their resume they mm -hmm. tend to be very vague about what they're writing and they think that everybody knows what they're talking about right so sometimes to be a little bit more detail of what they've done it's better to just get that phone call Because a lot of recruiters have, what, 20, 30 resumes yeah, in front yeah. of them, or companies have 30 or 20. And if, if your resume is not translating your knowledge, you're not going to get a call. But is, but is there like a, something in particular that you can say, well, this person, it's just that I'm trying to pair this, how do we call this generation? Because again, you work with startups. It requires certain yeah. areas. It does, uh, the fact that it's 
kind of a gamble. It's yeah. also related to, you know, younger people and mm-hmm. there are different skills and different things. Yeah. And, and that's why I was kind of wondering if this generation and the clients that you work with and the candidates that you work with, they are showing that they are able to have that level of that depth of thinking. If we are getting people that are starting to ask why, that's that's basically what I'm begging. Are we getting to the point of that? Okay. I'm trying to, I think we can get, come, come up with a name, Christina. Maybe, maybe this will be our million dollar move. It's kind of a type of intelligence, you know, about in, you know, I know the word. It's curiosity. <laughs> well, but, but there's got to be some type of quotation that we can measure that instead of yeah. emotional intelligence or co- quotation intelligence or curiosity, you know, skills or, or also maybe we should be measuring the thinking intelligence, yeah. the depth of, is the reason why we are here, that we are here yeah. because what we are seeing is that people have been uh, stopped questioning things yeah and no, and i see yeah. it and i see it because every time that i see an error that is related to a lack of judgment when you see what happened it was something that could easily have been prevented if the person would have said why would i do this yeah yeah or what could happen and the fact that it's also, I mean, in hindsight, it's 2020, but the fact that it's obvious to me, and it, not as an expert, I, to mm-hmm. anybody, even to the person, and that it still happened, makes you want to think what it's happening. That it's yeah. not like, and we don't, we are not thinking by habit. We have the capacity. We just don't have the trigger. And I'm, 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 and that's why I'm thinking, is there hope? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I think it has to do a lot a lot with awareness. Because we have these conversations a lot of times. And Jeannie's always giving me examples. I'm like, how didn't they see that? Like, mm-hmm. in, the, in the middle of the conversation, I have a solution. And she's like, exactly. Exactly, exactly. exactly. And, you know, and that's why it's sometimes it, it's refreshing because I'm thinking that I'm the only one that thinks that's obvious. She's like, no, I, it, it is obvious. And that sometimes puts me in a situation in which I know I'm seeing it and I'm an expert. But if we would develop that piece of the brain, you should mm-hmm. have had, you could have seen it without asking me because it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. And- I don't know. I can say that in my case. And I did the same with my kids. We went to Montessori when I was young. Mm-hmm. And the way that Good they point. teach. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the way that they teach is they let you be curious and they let you, I guess, ask for knowledge. So I always, I've never been in in moment in my life that I like, okay, I'm satisfied. Never. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always looking for uh, what can I learn? What can I read? Like, like, it's something that developed really early on with me. And I try to do the same thing with my kids. And, and you know, I don't want to sound, you know, cocky or anything here but when I was in kindergarten I remember I was already counting by by hundreds and thousands and the teacher told me so that's part and that's another thing you're very smart and believe me I I had some I started you know having trials and arguments when I was in in kindergarten so I get it so there you go so but there is also some personality traits that lead to that and that's when when you mention curiosity it's one of those you either have it or you don't now if you don't have it you can learn and that's that's why i'm trying to put yeah. together but yeah 
I don't think I have an answer for that, to be honest. <laughs> I think everybody's different. And, exactly. Uh, no, but that's that's what I'm trying to say. That you were that you were very smart and you capture and you had all these all these knowledge, but there was also a component of curiosity because our, yeah. there are children that are very smart and not necessarily curious. So yeah. you were curious, and and that's why I'm trying that to to match the two, and that's yeah. that you got you because it's not like you went one day, mom, I want to learn to you know to count from from one to a million, you know, it's it, it was something that happened because there was certain curiosity plus your capacity and your intelligence, and you know that mm -hmm. matched together, and there you have it. So that's why when I was saying, you know, it's it's not being cocky, it's just you know telling a, a story, and we sometimes want to uh, help our children get there, mm -hmm. get there oh, my, my god i get so excited when they ask me questions out of heart mm -hmm. like i'm like yes they're thinking and i always encourage them to to do that because it's gonna just develop that skill of why is this happening why 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 um, i don't like doing things just because i like doing things understanding why am i doing it and to your point i remember i i was hearing one of the podcasts the other day and you talked about motivation And, <laughs> and it's really tied to understanding why you're doing something and what's the end result. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's that kind of like, a hobby. yeah, I always want to understand why I'm doing something. And I think I, I just development, that eagerness of knowledge and that, I guess, wanting to know more. I think people are lacking in lacking that. Not everyone, but I've seen yeah, that. And that exercises our critical thinking, that exercises mm -hmm. our depth of analysis. And when we're talking about scientific, you do have to have a scientist. You have to think like a scientist. That's mm -hmm. how it goes. And if not, well, then science is not for you. So I get it. And, and it's interesting to see that these startups are taking all of these things in consideration because if that's what these startups are looking for, then the bar is pretty high. It does require technical knowledge. It mm -hmm. does require, you know, certain type of critical thinking and, you know, that curiosity. And of course, everything else that it goes into an interview. But that talks about not only what the organizations are looking for, but also what creates the foundation to the future of the next organizational culture. And mm -hmm. that's happening. Yeah. We are moving and we are basically closing. I think the, the again, and, and this could be another episode, but it, the, in the last five years, I've, I've noticed like it's kind of the end of an era, if you will. And I don't want to sound, you know, esoteric or anything like this. What I'm trying to say is there is, is being a shift in not only generations, but also interruption in time and space in the organizations in which time stopped. And now you hit play, but it's a different thing. And now you have new mm -hmm. generations with new technology, with new processes, new experiences, new skills, the independence that comes from working from home. It's For me, it's kind of a black swan event. And I, mm -hmm. I continue to say that for me, the pandemic is a black swan event. It's not necessarily related to the pandemic because changes were happening very fast even before that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that there is a lot that we can continue to discuss. And I, and I thank you 
you again for being part of the discussion. And certainly we have to continue to talk about this. I think that very soon we can think about doing a, an episode on culture and continue that discussion about millennials and, uh, and the new what I, not necessarily millennials, there's other um, generations that come there, but mm -hmm. the new culture in the world of the organization is changing as we speak. Yes. And that's for me, historic. And I know I can't predict mm -hmm. it. All right. Yeah, well, just, but, so just, just the fact that the, the whole talent marketplace has shifted to now being not employee employer centric, but candidate centric. Now, now the candidate has the power and the employer is looking for the talent and they're more demanding. So that has been a great shift and happened and then it happened in years. It happened just in a flip of a switch. Now, now it, 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 and that complicates things for organizations because now you want the right candidate to want you. Mm, exactly. That right becomes, and that's why, you know, I think it's called like by like conflict in which you have to like me. But I need to like you is that type of one, you know, and the and marriage. Yes. Yes. It, actually, it is. Ah, did you have to really talk about that? No, don't you ever compare? Oh, Lord. That's another episode, but I'll leave that one there. Anyway, yes, job matching is, is what it is. But again, the companies have it a little bit more difficult because now they have to want to attract the candidate, not with, you know, with simple things, you know, mm -hmm. there are all of these things that the candidate expects from you. And that's another thing that we're going to talk very soon. So we're going to talk about generations of culture a lot on all of that. And we're going to do that uh, very soon. So Christina, thank you so much for being part of the Power of White podcast. Again, it has been a pleasure and I promise you that we will do another series and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So again, the information for contacting Christina is in the comments below. So make sure you grab all the information. And Christina, you have anything that wanted to share? That's it. Thank you for, for having me. And I really appreciate it. And let's continue the conversation. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Jeanette Collazo with the Power of Why podcast. And we ask you to subscribe and share. And if you have any questions or if you have any comments, contact us on the Power of Why podcast at gmail.com. All right. Thank you so much, people, and take it away. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.